0: Good morning! hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Monday morning. It's a wet, rainy day out today, so make sure you prepare and dress appropriately. I think I'm about ready to build an ark. <laughs> I've had a belly full of rain and cold, and just ugh, I'm just ready to uh, have uh, nice, hot, sunny weather. From what I can tell, in the weather is the worst one we're in for, a warm week but uh i think it's what they call the false spring where you know you think all right we're we're out of the woods it's going to get warm and then they'll turn around and turn cold again but hopefully maybe we'll get lucky and it'll just continue to be uh, uh on a warming trend and stay that way but uh good morning angel dixon debbie jackson snipe good to see her this morning angel dixon jennifer honeycutt we missed at church yesterday young lady big trouble and uh <laughs> Darlene Barker, my wife Brandy Boyd Young so glad to have all you all watching this morning and appreciate you tuning in and joining us So, uh, but I know it's Monday, Mondays as a rule are not fun <laughs> so hopefully everybody will, will have a good day so uh, yeah, uh, with that said let's go ahead and get over here and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance so let me stand up here I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Uh, praise the Lord for our wonderful country. We get to uh, live in and we do get to say that pledge. Uh, you know, I don't know how many people got to watch uh Trump's uh speech at CPAC yesterday is his first speech since he left office and I know he has ruffled what what he does best is ruffling feathers and uh he had a lot of good points and uh he, you know, he's just talking about uh how the Biden administration is just failing tremendously. It's no longer America first as Trump had it. And uh, I do agree that uh, if this had been an honest election, he would continue to be our president. Now, good morning, Karen. And uh, you can agree, you can disagree, but the facts are there, man. They found them stuffing ballot boxes. They they found, they Proof of fraud, and, and, I, and you see all these proofs of the, of the fraudulent ways that Biden got into office, and it blows my mind. I've got a guy I went to high school with, and apparently he's turned uber liberal. And show me the proof. Show me the proof. I'm like, what about all the affidavits? What about all the camera? How uh, the, the things that they caught on film? Uh, how's it that uh, all these melon ballots come out of nowhere? at uh, when they stopped the counting it which is odd you know you never seen them stop counting, stop counting at a certain time and also all these mail they wanted to extend the time for uh uh, uh the counting you know, it's, it was proof you know and it just amazed me how he will argue with me uh, to the contrary and uh, you know like i said if if trump had lost legitimately I might have liked it, but you know, I can accept it. It is what it is. But when you know it's fraud, man, it just, it's hard to, uh, to let that go. But, uh, but yeah, he had a great speech and, uh, had a lot of good points that he made and, uh, didn't, didn't get to listen to it in its entirety, uh, due to church service last night. But what I did get to catch is some of the, uh, recaps on the morning news, uh, is able to catch a lot of things. And so, uh, there's really some, some good stuff there, but, um, it is, uh, our world is in chaos, that's for sure. But uh, and well, let's go ahead and look at our uh, morning verse. We're looking at John fifteen nineteen. Let me get that up here. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. And uh, as me old Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, a lot of truth uh, in this scripture. You know, um, many years ago, it's hard to believe it's been uh, 21 years ago, let's see, yeah, 22 years ago, it's hard to believe that uh, it's been that long since I uh, went into the Air Force, and, uh, you know, it's amazing how these recruiters, they, they will lie to you. They'll tell you about anything they can to get you in uh, to sign up. And, uh, you know, I, I knew they were blowing smoke with most of the stuff that they were selling anyway. I, you know, but that's the decision I wanted to make. I wanted to go in. Now, I wasn't disappointed. I, I knew going in, you know, that's the whole point of boot camps to break you down, to build you up, to uh, make you a soldier, to, to make you obey orders. And, um, you know, so that's part of it. But, uh, so, you know, it was a really, I mean, it was a, 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 a an awakening. I don't know how to describe it. For those who've never been at boot camp, it's just a, I mean, you miss home, but it's just, uh, I don't know how to describe it. it it's its own uh, experience is the only way I could put it. But uh, I remember this one old boy uh, was there, and I felt sorry for him. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he was you know if he had something mental going on uh or not but uh poor old guy i mean mtos M- ti skiing was him such a hard time and i I don't know how he even got in there you could tell he wasn't real bright in fact uh he would when you, you, know, you have your uniform on it has to be i don't know if you can see like where my zipper that it has to be right centered you know your your belt has to be a certain way your pants have to be a certain way boots you know all that stuff and this poor old guy, his 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 uh, his outfit would be like over here. His hat would be like this. I mean, it was, I hate to say it, it was almost comical. I mean, it almost looked like something you'd see on Gomer Pyle or something. I mean, it was, you know, last time I saw him, they were, they were like, you know, they were going to get him down the road. Last time I saw him, he was on the bus with the door open, standing there just waving and smiling, and he was gone. And uh, last time I saw him. But, uh, so obviously the recruiters knew what they were doing. They were just trying to get a name under their belt and and uh, so they get somebody in there well the reason why i bring all that up is that christians can sometimes have uh, you know i don't want to say a sales pitch as so much as it is it's so easy to talk about the good things of god and that is, and those aspects are true you know when you accept jesus christ your personal Lord and savior you do receive a peace that The world cannot offer you do receive a strength that the world cannot offer you do understand true unconditional love that the world does not offer we 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 often gravitate and focus on all the good things which those aspects are true but sometimes christians neglect to talk about the negative aspects and i don't say it you know as so much as negative in reflection to christ or salvation but the fact that you're going to experience hardships in several ways uh, one, spiritually, uh, you know, the devil ain't gonna like it because he had you where he wanted you. And then uh, he's going to be on the attack. So he's going to attack you spiritually, mentally, emotionally. He may attack your finances. He may attack your relationships. Uh, you know these kind of, and it's not uncommon. Now, I've told you this before. I've had many people tell me, uh, say, "Well, things were going good before I got saved, and I lost my job, and my my marriage dissolved, and you know all these bad things happen. We shouldn't be surprised because the old devil uh, doesn't uh, like it when we try to get closer to God. And sometimes you know we don't always are as upfront as we should be about the whole aspect of salvation. But even though these hardships are terrible, they're only temporal through to, and we need to keep our eyes on what, uh, uh eternity, the, uh, that, uh, that Christ offers, we have to keep our eyes on that and realize these, these present sufferers want to pass. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm not saying, you know, when you, when you witness to somebody, you say, Oh, well, this is, it's bad too. And <laughs> I'm not saying that. But uh, but I think that when someone gets saved, that's one thing I did like about uh, the African American church. Went up to uh, when we went to uh, up to Washington, that when somebody got saved, they were assigned a a mentor uh, or a, um, a deacon or an elder it was automatically assigned to that individual for a period of time. To, uh, to guide them as a baby Christian. And that's what I'm getting at, is that, you know, yes, we understand all of God's grace, all of God's mercy, all of God's love. And we want to, to explain that uh, to those in the world so that they will be willing to accept God's gift. But we need a seasoned Christian to uh, walk uh, along with these new baby Christians so that they can, uh, uh, so when they go through some of these trials, some of these hardships, they understand, hey, this is not uncommon. This is part of uh, the walk uh, that we will have as Christians. And, you know, and as Christians, as we see here uh, in this verse, I'm bring it back over here again for those who might have been tuning in. Remember, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. All right, so we can stop right there. The world, all right, it, they, they are for every wrong, debaucherous, evil, contradictory thing of God's word, you know. That, everything that is the antithesis of God's word, that's what they love. And if you are for that, then you're good to go. You know, it, it, it is, you know, we are talking about a little bit uh, about Trump at the beginning of this. And, uh, you know, whether you love him or hate him, you know, that's, that's you know, uh, whatever. But uh, the fact doesn't change that um, liberal or conservative is is a double standard you know uh the very same things that a liberal can do they say, they'll overlook it and say well it's no big deal a conservative can't even do the fraction of that and they're all over them like a duck on a june bug they're they're ready to destroy them and wipe them out for a fraction of what they themselves are doing, and that's very much the same thing as, as with Christianity. You, if you are part of the world, and eh, no big deal. But as a Christian, they're watching every little indiscretion, and as soon as you screw up, buddy, they're right on top of you and, and talking about what a hypocrite you are and how terrible you are. But as we see here, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you. Now, that not, not a wonderful thing that God has chosen us, chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. And that goes back to that understanding of election because God chose you. God adopted you. Uh, we were predestined. God knew us before we were formed in the, in the womb. And that's what makes our salvation that much more wonderful and, and, and beautiful is the fact that God chose us. So it should be no surprise that the world does hate us. And, um, in fact, uh, there's a little, uh, little something I want to read here. It said, don't love the world's ways, don't love the world's goods, writes John. To this great apostle, the world represented the popular culture that ran counter to his faith. Sound familiar? Uh, indeed, the world definitely has a different take on how we should live. Today's postmodern culture believes that all ideas are equally valid, that no one is wrong. The world's ways are has always gravitated toward the voices that contend eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we may die now it's very interesting that we see that uh, uh, you know even in John's time when this was being written over two thousand years ago that popular culture was trying to transcend that of, of God's word, and we see that as evident today. And the fact that um, uh, that everybody's ideas are equally valid in this postmodern age, they don't like to hear that it, something is exclusive. You know, if you noticed, uh, particularly this current administration, they they try to steer away from America being the greatest. That America is. Uh, is first, As, you know, they, 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 for whatever reason that is abhorrent, why should it be, we, we have been innovative, we have done, uh, the America is the land of the free, the home of the brave, we have liberties and, and the the ability to invent and, and, and free speech and things that the rest of the world does not have, why do you think people are killing themselves to get here but yet those in the liberal mind want to uh, uh, denigrate that for whatever reason. But and the th- fact is that's one reason why they hate Christianity is because that we are exclusive, we say that God is the one true God. The God of the Bible is the one true God. That Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation. That Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through Him. And they can't stand that exclusivity. And I've had people tell me, so you're going to tell me that the the Muslim is going to go to hell? You're going to tell me that the Hindu is going to go to hell? The Buddhist?" And I said unequivocally yes. I don't care whether you're involved in a cult like Jehovah as witness or mormons i don't care that if you're following a false religion as islam hindu buddhism whatever else is out there it doesn't matter. The only way that you are going to enter through the gates of heaven is proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. Set to him as your personal Lord and Savior, understanding his substitutionary atonement on the cross, and that he rose again on the third day. And when you accept him as your personal Lord and Savior, then you will enter into the gates of heaven. Outside of that, you will spend an eternity in hell, like it or not. And people hate that. They don't want to hear that. And so people hate us because we are light in the world of darkness. They can't stand the light. You know and so when you mean they come into a room uh those who are living in the dark they can sense they can tell without you even saying a word sometimes that there's something different about you and they automatically start judging you you know we always hear don't judge and you're supposed to judge but that's what exactly what they do immediately because they are, their sins are exposed. It's not you. It's Christ in you that is exposing those sins. That's bringing them under conviction. And that's why they have such hate and vigor for us. Because they don't want that conviction. They don't want to have to think. They don't want to have to view those things they know is wrong in their heart. They're trying to push as okay and good and, and justified. And that's why the world hates us. And that's why Jesus Christ says, hey, don't be surprised. He hated me. The world hated me first so in like manner they're going to hate you so this should be no surprise and particularly in these last days we should not be surprised or shocked by no stretch of the imagination of the hatred and vileness that we are facing as christians and with with this equality act that's been passed in the house if it if it is passed into law and it uh uh not only does it, it extends uh, the uh, the 1964 uh, I think it was 1964 was the Act uh, the um, 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 there's no discrimination of race creed. Uh, religion, uh, and so they want to expand on that to include these homosexuals, transgenders, all this stuff, include hate speech, and so that way, if a church says, you know, uh, they no longer say, it is my religious convictions that uh, I do not agree with this, just like the the cake maker did, and he was sued, well, now that would be considered unlawful for him to refuse to bake that cake for that same-sex couple. He no longer have the grounds of religious freedom to say, hey, I don't agree with this, and I won't do it. uh, That is what this is expanding to. And if a church says, I'm not going to hire this individual because they do not uh, are in accordance with our convictions as Christians and what the Bible deems as uh, as this Lifestyle choice is wrong, then they can sue the church or try to shut the church down. So you see, this is far more broader reaching than people realize. And, re- and like I was telling you the other day, there's a whole, there's a big difference between equality and equity, and that's that word you keep seeing thrown out there. So the world is going to become more evil and more vile as time goes by. Don't be shocked. You know, I see so many people, and listen, guys. Understand, you know, uh, we want to give a defense for our convictions as Christians, but choose your battles. Man, I see so many Christians going back and forth with these trolls on social media, particularly under local news uh, posts. And some of these people, I can see what they're doing. They're just doing it to stir you up. They're just doing it to make you mad. They're just doing it to, to get a reaction. They say these vile, horrible things so that you will respond, don't give in to them, don't give them a platform, that's what they want, they're laughing at you, and they and it, it's only uh, uh, giving them attention, don't give in to them, they're trolls, they say, they, tell them that, say, you're a troll, go away, and just go on, don't waste your time with these individuals, And uh, but when opportunity arises that you can minister and talk to people, then do so. But realize that we are facing an uphill battle. I mean, it really is. And these younger people in particular uh, are some of the hardest individuals to minister and witness to I've ever seen in my life. It is, It is. I don't know, it's because of lack of parenting, lack of church, lack of understanding of God's word or all the above. Uh, but they just want nothing to do with Christianity, and I think a lot of it goes back to the indoctrination of propaganda being pushed in, in the public school system, in Hollywood, and, uh, and what they read and see on social media, and, uh, and I think that has a whole, it all comes together to that, that one reason why they can't uh, or won't uh, listen, and the fact they're just, the God of this world has blinded them. So we're going to be hated, and so don't be shocked or surprised by it. They hated Christ first. Better understand who walks with you, who walks in front of you, who walks behind you. God Almighty, Jesus Christ is with you. He will strengthen you. And remember, if God is for you, who can be against you? What can man do to me? So keep your eyes on the prize. Don't focus on the temporal. Do not be consumed uh, with the things of this world. Remember the battle that we're in. Focus not on the temporal, but focus on the eternal. Let's focus on Jesus Christ. Let's live as the men and women that God has called us to be. And remember, you are a a heir to the throne which makes you a prince or a princess in God's kingdom. So don't forget that. Don't forget who you are. And let us stand true and let us stand strong, with chin up, chest out, and uh, proclaim the name of Jesus Christ to all those who will listen. Let us pray. And Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, help us not to get bogged down by the hatred of the world. Lord, help us to keep our eyes on you. Let us serve you well. Let us be strengthened and bolden. Lord, as Paul said, let us be as bold as lions, Lord Jesus. And Lord, let us uh, get out there and be a witness for you and to serve you well. And Lord, I pray that for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I do pray for our nation's leaders, and that you will touch their hearts and minds and that they'll come to know you. And, Lord, I do pray that uh, so many people in this nation that have turned their backs on you, Lord, I pray that you will touch their hearts and minds and they'll come to know you and understand your grace, your love, and your mercy. And for those who are battling and struggling this morning, Lord, I pray that your grace will be upon them, that you'll strengthen them as well. Lord, I do pray for our sister in Christ, Kim Penix, and Wendy Lee, Ginger and Troy Hood, Lennon and David Feathers. Lord, I do pray that you'll be with Jane Kitchings and Larry and Donna Knight. Lord, I pray you'll be with Ron Thompson. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with all those who are uh, battling cancer or battling COVID or sicknesses of various kinds. You'll bring healing upon them, those who are traveling. And Lord, I do pray that you'll be with us all. Let us be a witness for you and let us serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. Thank you, Darlene, since you enjoyed the devotion this morning. And uh, Mary, appreciate you watching. And uh, thank you all for tuning in each and every morning. And don't forget, uh, you can still if you don't do social media want to give up on it, you can always watch on our website at flbconline.com, sermons and devotions. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast, Apple iTunes, free of charge audio only, so uh, be sure to check that out if you haven't already. So, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. Thank you, Christy, and thank you for watching. Fantabulous day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.